everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast where we ask the question. Oh. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Remember the odds? Yeah, I do. Back. Both we're going to talk about the odds. And the podcast. We've been away for a little while, and I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, don't. It's all good. We've been busy. Summer's We've... busy, people. Yeah, we're actually like experiencing our lives. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, this episode is in celebration of our one year anniversary. Yes. Woo. You should put the congratulations, congratulations in here again. Yes, congratulations. Um, so, for our first episode, we started with Shrek. Yes, we did. A little over a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So we felt like the best way to come back was with the sequel. Shrek 2, baby. We're here to talk about Shrek 2. Shrek 2! You are cordially invited. Dinner is served. Everybody dig it. Don't mind if I do, Lillian. <laughs> to meet the family. It's easy to see where Fiona gets her good looks from. <laughs> Make new friends. <laughs> Pray for mercy from. We could do the whole like from this to this thing, but I'm like, no, let's get into it. We've been gone for a while. Let's stretch those muscles yes. and get right into it. I will say I listened back to our first episode and I think that we've oh, come no. a long way and I it's beautiful. So because we prepared a lot. Yes. And we we prepared so much, had a lot of notes and a lot of ideas, and just threw it threw it onto a wave format file and just hoped for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I feel like we'll have a much more cohesive, clear conversation about the cinematic masterpiece that is Shrek 2. Yeah. I also don't think I knew how to narrative direct a story that we were trying to tell it's fine it was the first one and i mean the first Mm -hmm. one was shrek now we're on shrek 2 yeah to be fair shrek is still just a wild movie shrek as a concept is wild yes yes fucking shrek and in some ways i feel like was really progressive for its time like, when we think about it, and we talked about this in the first episode, the whole reason Shrek became was because there was sort of this tired feeling and lackluster of Disney princesses. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the personal beef with, you know, yes. the personal beef with uh, Katzenberg and, you know, all that shit and all that drama and nonsense. A lot of personal drama. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nowadays we are demanding a lot more of our Disney princesses. So it's yes. not too far off that, you know, it was feeling that way. And we don't require an end sequence dance moment to fulfill that Although need. I, I do kind of like those still in rom-coms. It's weird. It doesn't, it, <laughs> I don't know. It's just for me, it doesn't fit. But like, I remember, because the first Shrek ends on a dance musical number. Yes. And this one ends on another dance musical number. You know what I did not miss about movies back then? And we touched on this like as we started talking about it, but I I didn't want to go into it until we started recording. What's that? Was how when we were younger, movies and TV shows would refer to other scenes in other big movies. Oh my God. DreamWorks did this egregiously, and especially Shrek movies. Yeah, yeah, this, it felt really decadent. Like, it's like not that many, funny. Like, oh, it's not only is it not that funny, but it just doesn't yeah. age well. Like, there was, like, Mission Impossible references. There was, like, what else was... <sighs> there was some flash dance. Flash dance. What else was there? There was, there was one early on. Lord, um, of, the Lord of the Rings was the early one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, but a lot of things did that back then. Yeah, especially these like movies. When we were kids, also, there were a lot of cartoons. Oh, they did it in Aladdin, too, like Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Anybody 
in a cartoon in the 90s just loved doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Ew. But, so we decided to come back to the Shrek series for our mm-hmm. one-year anniversary. Yes. Where, where should we start? Um, should we do a little background information on it before we yes. get into the movie? Let's okay. do that. Do you want to leave that or do you want <laughs> yes, me to sorry. leave it? <laughs> uh, I, um, quick background. Shrek 2, released in 2004, directed by Andrew Adamson, Kelly We're Asbury, really good at podcasting. Kennard Vernon, written by William Steig, Andrew Adamson, Joe, there's too many. Stars, Mike Myers, not Michael Myers, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and new cast, we got Antonio Banderas, John yes. Cleese. Rupert oh, Everett. I love John Cleese in it. Jennifer Saunders. Mm-hmm. Julie Andrews as the queen. Julie Andrews. And Larry King as the ugly stepsister. Yeah, who sexually assaults the villain at the end of the movie. Oh, she does. Yeah. This movie's yeah. wild. I do also love our gender fluid wolf. Oh, that's a joke gender in the movie. Gender fluid wolf. Is a vibe. I didn't know how to take that because they're. What was the scene? The prince charming's like the princess wasn't in the castle. There was yeah. a gender confused wolf. Yeah. And I was like, hey, don't insult them like this. Yeah, that gender fluid wolf would do excellent at the pride parade nowadays. Okay. No shame for the gender fluid wolf. Exactly. I loved the gender fluid wolf's aesthetic. Still loving that granny's outfit and is still like so mask in their Wait. personality. Just like, what? In the story, though, isn't the reason the wolf's wearing the outfit because the wolf ate the grandma? Yeah, but I like that the wolf still just wants to wear grandma's clothes. Grandma could be totally fine wearing her own clothes somewhere else. I just picture that like the wolf still really wanted to wear grandma's clothes. Yeah, the wolf seems pretty comfortable in the grandma's. Yeah. I mean, grandma aesthetic all the way. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you have any background on this movie? Because I looked up some things. I didn't really find many things. I just watched the movie and have a lot yeah. to say about the movie. So. Um, I did find it really funny that they included Tom Waits and Nick Caves in it. Wait, what? Oh, so... When we'll get to it later, but I guess because they used Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen in the first movie. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that the soundtracks are always really, really good. I yes. do like their soundtracks. Um, When they get to the bar, there's this gravelly pirate singing. And I genuinely like had to find out if they had Leonard Cohen in the movie, but it was Tom Waits. It was Tom it's Tom Waits. That's awesome. Take that as you will. Um, another tidbit, um, and I guess we could get into this because this is like an important aspect of the movie. Um, apparently, they used Mike Myers' likeness for Human Shrek. I can and see that. When I was watching the movie, I, I have been waiting to ask you a question. Yes. Do we think Human Shrek is handsome? Um, I'll take that as a no. I was going to say in a conventional sense, I guess, but I didn't, not really. Yeah, when I was younger and I saw this in theaters, did you see this in theaters? Yes, I did. When I saw this in theaters, um, it was 2004, so we must have been 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. I, even as a kid then, I was like, is this guy supposed to be attractive? Because I don't get it. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been trying to find a celebrity who kind of looks like him. And the closest I can get is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Ooh. Or like somebody with a big chin, like Javier yeah. Bardem. Or a Bruce Campbell. Who? A Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell? There's something different about Bruce Campbell than Handsome Shrek. It's the nose. That's fair. Bruce Campbell doesn't have that nose. It's the nose. Yeah. yeah. And the hair. The hair is a little different, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, even then, like, the three that we described, I feel like still don't entirely look like Handsome Shrek. No. I don't know. I, I just kept watching it, and I'm like, am I supposed to think this person's handsome? Damn. Yeah, it is weird, but at, at the same time, I think part of me feeling weird is also the animation. I mean, it's in, for its time, it was incredible, and a lot of it does do relatively well, but there's some mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, Oh, this is janky. Yeah, yeah. Like when the mushroom turns into the flower, I was a little like, Oof. Yeah. I think I, the moment I noticed it was janky was, remember when at the beginning that song accidentally in Love's Flank? It's a good song. Counting I still grows. like that song. They There's like that montage of them doing their honeymoon. They're in the mud bath and they both fart mm-hmm. and it kills the fairies. Mm-hmm. When the fairies kick over and die, the there was like it's very jagged and clunky, mm-hmm. and I was like, why? Like, I think as a kid, especially in that time, I wouldn't have noticed it, but nowadays, it immediately kind of made me it weirded me out. I'm like, why are they moving like that? And I'm like, oh, this is this is 2004 animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like just the subtleties of that. It was like, wow, like, because now what do we have? What was the most recently big animated movie? Um, oh, what Luca. was the one that everyone liked? It was like Machines and People or something. Machines and People. It was an animated what, movie? What What movie am I thinking of? Somebody's going to be like, oh, my God. Oh. Um, the Netflix Mitch, movie. Mitchell's, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, that's what it is. I love that movie. Is that that's an animated movie, right? Yeah, it is. It's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, I would say that's the most recent animated film. I was to say Luca. Oh, Luca. The film that yeah. proves that Italians are real. Right, right. They are still mystical, and but they ridiculous. can also be real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's so funny. Luca? Somebody was just like, "What if?" Italians were real. What if we made a movie about the mystical land of Italy? Yeah. (laughs) In all of its mysterious beauty. What a... (laughs) And charm. The movie is literally about a fish boy. Yeah. It's like, jokes aside... A soft fish boy. Yeah, despite, you know, memes aside, the movie's literally about two boys who are fish trying to hide out as humans. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not even the selling the point. The selling point is, look at the bippity-boppity adventures these kids go on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay to, you know, portray Italians like that if if that's how they really are. Because I feel (laughs) like, you know... I feel like if I just went to Italy, and maybe, I think we've talked about this before, if we just go to Italy, our clothes will just, like, magically change and change, and I will, like, farm grapes and, like, make handmade wine, and you would be, like, a shoemaker. Oh, I would love to you, make shoes. I mean, it seems like a pretty incredible craft. It's a very talented one. Yeah. Also, you'd still probably make a lot of money off of it. Probably, Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, the movie starts with Accidentally in Love, which Mm -hmm. I do still really like. I feel like Counting Crows, I don't want to look at any of their own music, but I still like this song. Yeah. And then this was something, this is a controversial take that you and I disagree on. Okay. I think that Shrek cheated on Fiona five minutes into the movie. I don't think he's to blame. He didn't know. I think you're giving him too much credit. Yeah, but he wasn't happy. Think... He wasn't happy, and I my <laughs> my issue was he didn't we... seem upset either. Okay, <laughs> he he was startled. He was he was bamboozled. He wasn't. He he was like, "What is this?" And then we brutally murder a mermaid. We brutally murder Princess Ariel. I, I again, I think that's another like slight at Disney. Like here's totally. your, you know, your famous princesses. We're gonna feed her to literal sharks. And at this time, is still the most successful princess movie. Little Mermaid. Well, it was the biggest princess movie really before Frozen and like Rapunzel. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, if you look it up, I mean, like, a lot of people who grew up with that movie, like, a lot of the big names, like Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel, they will all say that Ariel is their favorite princess. Interesting. I think because it led the next generation of Disney success, and then we had that lull for a really long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then once you get to, you know, Princess and the Frog and Tangled, that's when, like, things start coming back around. But, yeah, I mean, like, they show a mermaid who looks exactly like Princess Ariel. And murder her. And murder her with sharks. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not her fault. And we can both agree on that she definitely did not deserve to get murdered. Yeah, she didn't deserve to get murdered. No. They also killed a bunch of fairies with their farts. There's a lot of death death. in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. During mm -hmm. the montage. Mm hmm. And then we get the Lord of the Rings reference. Oh my god, the Lord of the Rings reference. It is cringy to see the references like this. Yeah. Because it's just so unnecessary. Pop culture but, reference insert here. It's like it's a it's a exactly. meme now. Exactly. They have another mm-hmm. Matrix. They, this movie's also gotten more Matrix references. The first one had a few. Oh, I missed the one in this one. I think I was getting breakfast. I think it's when she fights the people, or like there was another. I don't remember, but there was there was a bunch. Like, okay. Mission Impossible references. It's just. They're off the charts, man. What's with all these fucking references? If you have to fill a movie's time with jokes, just referring to other movies, especially when there's such an anachronistic element to Shrek. Like, at some point they say, like, what in the Grimm is going on? They're just, like, referencing Grimm's tales. Yeah. And then at some point... When they go to their parents' castle, Donkey says, I'm going to go park the car. Is an onion carriage. Yep. Oh, um, and one of my favorite references is uh, when they're, they're in the onion carriage. They're being chased by the, the knights at the, the, you know, the security knights or whatever. Mm-hmm. The ca- overhead camera says, we're in a wild, we're in a pursuit chase with a white bronco. And I'm like, are they, why are we referencing OJ in this? Oh, oh no, I didn't even know that. The white Bronco. They don't even try to like, they don't even try to make a joke out of it. Like, you know, renaming the car to like the white onion or something like that. No, they just flat out call it a white Bronco. Oh, that's really uncomfortable. Oh. I did like the Knights reference. Like, I felt like of all of the references, like, I did think Knights was funny. But, I mean, I told you that I was, like, really excited to watch this movie again. Like, of the Shrek movies, I do genuinely like Shrek too. But then once they get to the Knights and they make the joke about police brutality and Donkey as a white Bronco is shouting, police brutality, police brutality, mm-hmm. I felt my stomach ache. And, and then, then they, I realized I don't like this movie anymore. Then they plant evidence on the cat. Oh, I didn't even see them plant the evidence. I thought that was his catnip, and then he says that's not mine. I thought I think they planted it. I mean, they could have. We don't know, but still, very weird scene. Very uncomfortable. Um, and also just like. So we get, let's get back to the beginning of the movie. Yes, 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 Even the whole concept of, like, she gets the invitation from her parents. And, you know, they start the movie again with, like, the fairy tale thing. And then they do the happy montage, even though there's a lot of death in it. They get an invitation to go see her parents because they found out that she's been wed. And it is kind of sad that her immediate reaction is, Oh, let's just go see my parents. It's like they did lock you away in a tower for years. Yeah. And then you know our bad boy Shrek is like, I'm not a part of any family. I don't want to be a part of anything. 
Yeah, I thought that was so funny that like suddenly Shrek was like this fuck boy that was like, I'm not a part of any family. I didn't know that's what I signed up for when we got married. I didn't know that's what commitment meant. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's Mm-hmm. They go on that long ass journey with donkey mm-hmm. in the backseat in an onion. I did kind of like the onion. I did like the onion. I also liked when donkeys. This is one of the references I don't mind when donkeys singing for like the longest time rawhide. Oh, I didn't. I was trying to figure out what he was singing. I just couldn't figure it out. Ride him in rawhide. It's yeah. Um, which I also because when I was a kid, I knew that song from Fifel Goes West. Oh yeah, Five Hundred Goes West is such a good movie. They had the whole rawhide sequence, but That's like, true. um, I looked into it. Apparently, that scene was ad libbed. What? Yeah, Eddie Murphy just ad libbed that scene. Can we do Five Hundred Goes West? When did it come out? Oh, nineteen ninety one. Oh, geez, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I think it came out in the two thousands? Because we were. It came out the year of our birth. You know what? I think at some point, I think the reason we got this was because of like a McDonald's kids meal or something. Maybe. Sometimes sometimes we got VHSs out of kids meals. Was um, was Fifle Goes West a theatrical release? It must have been. I know the first one was. Um, I remember there being an American Tale and then American Tale Fifle Goes West. But apparently there's more movies. Oh. There's one called American Tale, The Treasure of Manhattan Island. What? 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 I don't think... they all These all can't be theatrical releases. Also, I genuinely thought that Don Bluth directed the second one too, but I guess not. Oh, American Tale, The Treasure of Manhattan Island is a straight-to-video movie released in 1998. Okay, that's uncomfortable. There's a... How do you go back to Manhattan when they went west? Yeah, also, the first one is them being in Manhattan. That's the whole point of their journey. And then they go west. I don't know. Mystery oh. of the Night Monster. Oh, we went on a tangent. But oh yeah. no, he's on a skateboard. What happened? Yo, to bring it back, to bring it back, John okay. Cleese is yes. in nice. American Tale. Nice. nice. So we're bringing it back. back we're bringing it back. Very smooth. Very smooth. And not only is um, it a good callback, because we get to the castle and John Cleese is the king. I do love John Cleese. It just It's such a joy to hear his voice and things. He was good. He was good. Um, I, I do like the awkward, um, like, family banter of them being like, is this our child? Yeah. He's way more angry about it than anyone else. And there's a reason yeah. why he's more angry about it than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, is this is a good parable for, like, we can't put certain expectations on our kids to do better than us. But it also, is... like, if your parents do really traumatic things because they're embarrassed by you, you should work that out. Your immediate reaction shouldn't just be like, let's go see my mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. The the Weirdly enough, like, it, it, you know, some would say this is Princess Fiona's story, but I feel mm-hmm. like... Of all the characters, she comes to learn the least. Yeah, I feel like this is also much more Fiona-centric, but, I mean, at the end of the day, she doesn't grow or change. She's still like, well, I liked our life better. Yeah, because, like, ultimately, the TLDR of this movie, uh, Shrek meets the parents. Parents are weirded out that he, he and Ogre... More so the dad, and it's because dad made deal with... What's her name? How do I forget her name? Fairy Fairy Godmother. Godmother? He made deal with Fairy Godmother that her son, Prince Charming, will marry Fiona, but that doesn't happen because Shrek got there first. So Mm -hmm. Fairy Godmother tries to sabotage the whole situation to get Prince Charming to marry Fiona, 
And the reason that the father made the deal is because father was frog and didn't want to be frog anymore. So he made deal with fairy godmother to turn him into man to, but in exchange that her, her son would marry Princess Fiona. Dude, how privileged is that son? Like, that son, he is just a pure example of privilege. He is ridiculously privileged and obnoxious. I also love uh, when they go to the fast food restaurant. He gets yeah. the kid's meal and he gets a little the crown. Meal. The medieval meal. He gets a little crown hat and he gets a battle axe as the toy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does Prince Charming yeah, return in the other ones? I don't remember... Oh, God, I just realized that if we continue doing this into our fourth year, we'll have to watch the fourth one. I don't... The fourth one doesn't... Uh, I guess we have to. I mean, Tom, we probably should watch it. I, I didn't like Shrek the Third. I liked... Well, okay, I also said I liked Shrek 2, and I was very upset when we got to that night's joke, so... You know, I, I would like to say I like Shrek 3, but I... I don't think I actually will when we get back to it. Maybe we could like take a break after Shrek 3 and then we can watch Shrek the Musical for our fourth year. We could watch Shrek the Musical. Yeah. Alyssa went to see that on Broadway. Really? Yeah. Like with her family. Like that was a thing her family wanted to do. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, bless them for it, but yeah. I, I can't imagine. Also, just the makeup for it was really scary to me. Oh, it, it is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I love that they get the little medieval meal. Um, yeah, Prince Charming is the most, like, basic. It offers nothing to the table and still thinks he deserves the prize and sees Fiona as this prize and sort of like access to the kingdom, which he does not deserve. No, not at all. He's just led to believe that this is a thing that he's owed. Such a basic bitch. Yeah. Um, the dad tries to sabotage Shrek by having him killed by um, Puss in Boots, which I love that. I do love that tavern scene where he goes to the like the yeah. villain tavern. And you yeah. see, like, all these legendary villains. The Headless Horseman's there. Yeah, the Villain Tavern is really fun. Uh, Larry David is there. Yeah. Who else was there? There was, um, obviously... Captain Hook, Captain played by Hook. Tom Waits. Yes, yes. <laughs> Playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which seems and... difficult when one of your hands is a hook, but sure. Yeah, also, did you... I just thought about this when we watched it last night because I guess this is also the product of the movie being of its time, animation being very difficult and trying to get this movie out as soon as possible. Because, mm-hmm. like, obviously Puss in Boots was hired to kill Shrek. Mm-hmm. He puts very little effort into it and just sort of surrenders. Oh my gosh, immediately. He's done very fast. Yeah, within the same five minutes. Um... I genuinely forgot that Puss in Boots is in the second one. He has his own movie. I genuinely thought that Puss in Boots was introduced in Shrek the Third. No. But it, he still has my favorite joke in all of the Shrek movies, and I still laughed out loud to this. When he keels over and starts having the, um, the, the hairball. Oh, it was actually really gross. No, I think it's so funny. <laughs> it's effective, but it's gross. I think it's hilarious. I think because, like, Antonio Banderas uses a lot of his experience of playing Zorro. I mean, Puss in Boots in general is, like, a whole self-referential character. He is. Everything about the Shrek series is just referring to other things. Yes. That's part of... I think at the time what was its charm, but now is just um, just too much. But like, so Antonio Banderas being like the stud that he is and being so suave, and then all of a sudden just hyperventilating. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> That's fair. When yeah. did Puss in Boots come out? Hmm? When did Puss in Boots come out? Well, that's a good question. I feel like Puss in Boots came way too late. Like, it came when people were already getting sick of it, but it worked for little kids. 2011. 
2011, that is way too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, oh man, if you Google Puss in Boots, the next thing to come out is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is going to be coming out in 2022. 11 oh years God. after the first one. People are still waiting on Shrek 5. No. Oh, what poor souls are doing that? Without further ado, the story of Shrek 5. <clears throat> Shrek 5 logo appears on screen. Text appears on screen. This movie will be deleted after its auction as an NFT. <laughs> That's what Shrek would want. I don't Shrek what 5, poor, people. What poor person has only Shrek 5 to look forward to in their life? Oh, no. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh. No. It's no, wild. It doesn't work. But yeah, you're right. It is almost instant instantaneous how they just suddenly become BFFs. And then they're like, all right, we're going to go to the fairy godmother, get potion mm -hmm. to turn Shrek into human... Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which that is its own, I thought that was actually a fun scene, the scene in the, uh, potion shop. Yeah, I, I think that the, uh, union joke is pretty funny. Yes. And I remember, I think there was almost, like, a sensory motor thing that was happening when I watched this movie, because it was another thing that my sister and I used to quote when we were little, that I could feel the lines coming in my head before they happened. Hmm. Even though I have not watched this movie in years. Wow. So that yeah, was one of the watched, moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched this in like maybe 15 years. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that was also around the same time that I watched it last. Wow, 15 years. I know, we're old. We're old. Old. Um, <laughs> and all my stupid friends are having stupid children. <laughs> Um, it is funny that we are watching this movie right before our we go to our friend's wedding. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like a weekend of weddings. Oh, I'm I'm I think I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready. You ready to stand up there next to your guy, next to your yeah. friend, your mm -hmm. pal, your buddy? Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. That we've known since elementary school. Yeah. I'm determined to look good. That's my goal. Yeah, I think you look great. Thank you. I want to look good. I think I'm gonna look. I think I'm gonna look spiffy and excellent. You're gonna wear a tux. You're gonna look boss as hell. Is it a tux? What? I is it a? I think it's a suit. It's a very. I thought nice you had to wear a tux. I guess it depends. I, it could be a tux, and I could just be dumb. It came with a vest, <laughs> a button down, very nice button down, very specific pants, shoes, a jacket. I guess it's a suit. What's the difference it between a suit, be a suit and a regular suit? Um, the vest, I think, makes a huge difference. The vest? Okay. And then also the blazer, like the jacket. Yeah. I think also makes a huge difference. Because with a regular suit, you could just have any blazer. Yeah. Um, but now I'm curious to see whether or not you actually have a suit or it is a tuxedo. I guess I'll find out the day... We're gonna we're gonna find out. It will be a surprise. I'll um, be wearing it, and someone will be like, "That's a tux," and I'll be like, "Yes." <laughs> um, we'll find out on Sunday. I assumed because it's formal that you would be wearing a tux. I, it's probably a tux. I'm just dumb. No, you're probably fine. I don't know. I think Joe wore a tux for his sister's wedding, and I genuinely don't remember what it looked like at all. I know he wore a tux, but I don't remember what it looked like. Hmm. Yeah. But so I, I also like the the fairy scene in the, the fairy factory. Um, I'm also a big fan of that Pete Yorn cover that he does. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. pretty good cover. I, I really like that cover. I think that Pete Yorn's voice gives a lot more to it than the original by the Buzzcocks does, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I like Pete Yorn. Fair, it was a pretty um, good cover. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about that scene 
is like she's so Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh would you say bigger or the same for this world's equivalent? I think same for this world's equivalent. Okay. Jeffrey Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Pay mm. the way, get you back into it. He went to space, or for a brief second he did. I think I've mentioned this to you, but in Persona 5, there is a businessman who is a villain who, from the beginning, I was like, oh, that's Jeffrey Bezos, right? <laughs> but, but Tom, what? his dream in the game is to go into space. It is Jeffrey Bezos. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, it happened. It is Jeffrey Bezos. It's canon now. Jeffrey Bezos. I told Joe when we watched that special that if Bo Burnham actually just did an 80s inspired album like that, I would totally listen to it. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the, the songs are all bangers. Yes. Yeah. All bangers. Maybe, I've been maybe, listening to them a lot. Maybe turning 30 is just hitting way too real for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love when he's like, I'm turning 30. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, no, I like the factory scene. And I just think it's funny that at the end of all of it, she's not even upset that she lost so much product. She's like, I don't care that it happened. I just want it cleaned up. And it's like, as a business owner, you should be concerned about this huge mess. Yeah, well, she's so beyond that because all she wants is to get her stupid son to marry mm -hmm. Princess Fiona. And this mm -hmm. is her opportunity. She goes, aha, Shrek mm -hmm. turned himself into man. I will convince her Prince Charming is Shrek. I do like when we meet the fairy godmother and like we have this... Um, like Beauty and the Beast, be our guest kind of moment where like she has all these things being thrown at her and it is really overstimulating and it's all happening at once. And then like yeah. Shrek barges into the room and she's like, Harry Godmother, moving furniture. <laughs> this is my husband. Like I thought that that was a really solid joke. It was. Yeah. I think also the furniture wasn't exactly animated quite nicely either i feel like no. that was a little jankity but they could sacrifice the furniture a little bit oh yeah yeah shrek gets potion so. he i don't know how it affected him fiona and donkey why were the three of them affected by this potion oh okay so good question so donkey tasted it first to prove that he was a better sidekick than puss in boots oh yeah that's right but then, in theory, it should have also affected Dragon. Ooh, which yeah doesn't make an appearance in the actual movie, but I know, has that a was really disappointing. Did you know? I didn't know. Okay, I, I, this movie's been out since two thousand four. Yes. How many years ago was that? I was 16, 18, 17 years ago. Yeah, a great year for movies. I did not know until last night. That oh, there's no. a post-credit sequence. Oh, no. Did you know there's a post-credit sequence? Can you describe it to me? Because I'm not sure if I've seen it or not. It's it, it's literally after the dance sequence. Everyone's leaving. Donkey's sad. Donkey's singing how he's all alone. But then the dragon shows up. They make up. And then she reveals that she has dragon donkey babies. Yes. Yes. The donkey dragon babies are seared into my memory. Yeah, that was... They will a, never leave my head. That was a post-credit sequence. So, I don't know. I turned off the movie beforehand. Did you watch it on Hulu? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, because they started the dance sequence, and then I turned it off because I was like, this is the end of the movie. Yeah, that's that's essentially at the end of the. I so, yeah. for some reason my mind because the the credit sequence was like eleven minutes. Yeah, it's long. So I'm part of me was like, I have to check to see if there's anything here, and there was. There was a post credit sequence. You kind of have to wonder if this movie, like, really struggled 
behind the scenes because you've got like the three directors, which is always a bad sign. I feel like that's always an omen that things are a mess. I think with animated films, it's common to have more than one director, but mm. but like interestingly, I think people regard this Shrek as the best Shrek. I also kind of feel that way. And I, I agree, it is probably the best Shrek, but I don't know if it's because I'm older and the animations that we're seeing now are a little bit more lengthy and a little bit more time and craft. Mm-hmm. Part of me watched this movie and I enjoyed it, but it felt rushed. Mm. And I don't know if it's just a product of like with the limited, you know, technology and experience. They had to make a very simplistic story and run with it and not everything can be mm. drawn out and last as long. Okay. I'm going to make a wild comparison here. Yeah. But when it comes to Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm throwing it to Evangelion. The ending is just so poorly executed. And Shrek 2? No, in Evangelion. Oh, okay. Because there are a lot of rumors. Um, They said that they ran out of time and budget, and then apparently that was taken back. I watched that, and I'm like, no, these are animators who did not know what to do with the time that they were given. They did not have enough time to finish this. And try to draw it out as much as possible. And I get that. And also, from the Evangelion perspective, like, still created such a compelling story that it makes you forego the fact that they just used, like, walking tests as part of the final episode and just stand still on a frame for far too long. Um... But I think that with other movies, like Shrek 2, there are so many scenes where it's so rushed where we're like, wait, why did that happen? Yeah. There's some nuance to it with Evangelion for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the story because it's just so layered and so immense that we just let it slide. But for some reason with Shrek 2, I was like, wait, why is this happening now? I felt that a lot in this yeah. movie. Like, why did this happen? What's happening here? Um, Before I get to my moment where that happened for me in this movie, I want to ask you, um, yeah. what, were you thought- what were your thoughts when you saw the new Donkey Dragon babies for the first time? Horrified. <laughs> I-, I was just like, why? Also, in my mind... I don't know. It's a fiction movie. I shouldn't be thinking too much about it. But my mind was just You're like... You're still processing this trauma. My, my mind was just like, how did this happen? Why did this right. happen? And I'm right. just like... Donkey. Yeah. Why couldn't like some of them be donkeys and some of them be dragons? They're all donkey dragons. Why did they have to be both? Also, because like, there's a lot of implications there. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they totally did it. There's a lot of implications there, and I they don't totally want... had donkey dragon sex. That I didn't want that thought in my mind, but it's there. Listen, now. they gave it to you with the babies. Don't act like I put it there. You did. <laughs> Even when I was a kid in the movie theater, I was like, "Yep, they had sex." But so, in theory, the potion should have worked on dragon as well but we don't see dragon and i was genuinely disappointed by how little dragon there was in this movie do you think it was for budgetary reasons like my mind kept thinking like if they don't include the dragon it saves time and effort in telling a simple story mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. part of me's like because the dragon in the first movie is the initial challenge like how do we rescue the princess we fight the dragon what would then mm-hmm. the punchline is well, what if the dragon falls in love with the donkey? Like, that's the punchline. In this movie, it's like, if you include the dragon, like, the 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 movie's over when the dragon just eats Prince Charming. That's a good point. So, the thing that I think the dragon would have been useful for, and I think that this is a completely unnecessary scene, and this is where I'm like, this is a total waste of time. 
when he decides as a human that he's got to rush to save Fiona, they're like, you can't make it to the ball fast enough. There has to be another way. So instead they decide they have plenty of time to make Mongo, the giant gingerbread man. Yeah, that was bizarre. Come to life. But if if huh. Donkey changes, wouldn't the dragon have also changed? Yeah. So then couldn't they have just taken the dragon? But no, if the dragon changes, she's not a dragon anymore. But what would she have been? I bet that's why they didn't put her in. They had no idea what to change her to. What would they... Like, okay, so... Donkey and well, Shrek and Fiona become humans. Shrek, yes. Donkey turned into an, an actual horse. Makes sense. Would dragon just turn into a dinosaur like, or a lizard? Like what? I don't know. Like what a prettier the, dragon. A pretty. I don't know. Maybe a horse. Would she, would she also become a horse? Uh, things would because make more sense if she became a horse. Because if they both became humans, then wouldn't donkey and dragon become the same thing too? Humans? No, I mean like... (laughs) Well, because Shrek and Fiona are both ogres, so they became humans. Right. But donkey became a horse. Wait, wait, wait. Because he is emotionally tied to dragon. Dragon is his love. Yeah, wait, wait. I just thought of this. Okay. Okay. So... The this potion. We're going the deep. potion. The potion isn't called human potion. It's just called like, what is it called? I don't know. Something. You fine as hell now, potion. Yeah, it's like a beauty potion. So yeah, it's I guess a makeover. It's, it's beauty in the eye of the beholder. So Shrek and Fiona turn into humans. Donkey turns into, and I think it's based because Shrek's the one that took it. Mm-hmm. So it's beauty defined by Shrek. So, so donkey it's his takes, narrative. Yeah, so Donkey takes it, and it's now beauty according to Donkey. So he turned into a noble steed. Wouldn't right. Dragon turn into whatever Donkey seems uh, fits beautiful? So maybe she turned into a horse. That seems logical. I, I bet that they couldn't even come up with it, and I wonder if that's why they didn't include her. Maybe. They were like, we have no parallel, so let's just leave her out of it. Yeah. And you're right. If Dragon came onto the scene, Dragon could just eat Princess Char- uh, Prince Charming, and then that would be it. Because that was, that was how the first movie ended. The dragon ate Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Yeah. And we they showed at the end Lord Farquaad in Dragon's belly, but we all know what happened after that. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. And they Shrek, don't care, because they're clearly Shrek fine 5, with death. If Shrek 5 yeah. happens, do they just bring back Lord Farquaad? Oh my god, bring back John Lithgow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John Lithgow is so great in that movie. He's so it's, good. Yeah. So I, I can't even think about Alright, so they <laughs> we're we're at now we get the white Bronco scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get captured, then the rest of the fairy tale creatures show up. They get the montage of uh Mission Impossible, Pinocchio. Because he's a Pinocchio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that That's a joke that I don't think aged well. Oh, the woman's underwear? Yeah. I yeah, cringed yeah, the whole time. Yeah because, I, yeah, because when we were kids, that was the big joke. Yeah. Like, aha, aha, you're wearing women's underwear and it's a thong. But now it's just like, who cares? Once again, go to Pride Parade. Everyone's wearing thongs, man. Why do you, it's, it's just so bizarre, and that's, like, the joke, like, oh, I'm not wearing a thong, and his nose grows. Fucking. That was the big joke in the trailer. Like, that was the grabbing joke, was to make fun of the puppet's underwear. Also, like, who in the writing team decided to give the puppet underwear? Also, um, flashback to, like, the scene when, like, they're watching the TV, which, yes, another, like, anachronistic aspect is they have a TV somehow. Magic but, mirror. Right. Did you notice that when they see Shrek and Donkey getting caught, they all turn to each other, and Pinocchio literally just turns his head? 
Oh, no. Nothing what? else happens to his body. It's literally still facing the mirror, but his whole head turns. And That's I was like, weird. oh my god. That's horrific. Like, why is this happening? Oh my god, that is bizarre. Yeah. It's so weird choices were made with Pinocchio for this movie. Completely oh unnecessary god. choices. I mean, it's a little gross that, like, they try to use... Um, manipulation to convince Fiona that her fiance is, I mean, that oh, her husband yeah. is charming. Yeah, the father's just like, like yeah, that is Shrek. And yeah. the idea is, the fairy godmother said, give her the slub potion, she'll fall in love with them, you won't have to worry about it. Yeah. Father comes to his senses, doesn't do it, we get the good ending dad. scene. Yeah, good mm-hmm. dad. Well, I, I mean, a good dad in terms of being a horrible dad his entire life. Right, right, right. Like, made a lot of bad choices leading up to this moment, but, you know, redeems himself a little bit. You know what's interesting? Watching this now, they set up the fact that he's a frog very early on, and I didn't catch it as a kid, but every... Like, the mother's like, remember when we walked around the lily pond? Why would two people just be doing that? I'm like, unless one's a frog. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And then when they go to the the villain tavern, the frog, there's a talking frog who looks at him and says, aren't you familiar? And he goes, nope, you don't know me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that was because he was the king. No, it's because he's a frog. Oh, I, I did like that twist when I was a kid. I thought that was pretty solid. It's a good, it's a good twist. But it's like, a good twist. So dad sacrifices being a man to become a frog so that he mm-hmm. can save Princess Fiona and she fall she has her the love of her life back with Shrek. They decide not to stay humans. Mm-hmm. Which kind of ruins Donkey's whole thing. Poor Donkey. Yeah, maybe Donkey wanted to stay a horse. He was very happy as a horse. Yeah, he liked being a stallion. But, Although it's, yeah. is it their fault or the fact that um his true love didn't show up to kiss him? If his true love showed up to kiss him, then he could stay a horse. Also, poor dragon. She was probably a horse for a day and had no idea what was going on. Yeah, why was she a horse? Maybe her babies didn't recognize her. That would be very upsetting. That sounds terrifying. My goodness. Completely, like, terrifying narrative had just been left out of this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say the only other thing that I liked about this movie was just, you know, the soundtrack. Um, it's a bopping soundtrack. Bopping soundtrack. Uh, holding Out for a Hero, both the Jennifer Saunders version in the movie and also the Frau Frau version. Mm-hmm. Um, both are good. I loved both in high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... That's it. That's our uh, cover of Shrek 2. We've gotten through another Shrek movie. These movies are bizarre. They really are so strange. And I just want to, you know, bring it back into the social awareness that Shrek won the first animated, like, award for the Oscars and then literally was followed by Spirited Away. And then, and then this movie, yeah. Didn't this come out the same assault. year? Didn't this movie come out the same year as uh, Spider-Man 2? Oh, I don't remember. No, Take Spider-Man me. 2 came out in 2002. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. Spider-Man 2 is a great movie. Yeah. Tom? Mm-hmm? Do you think that this movie would be successful today as as it was back then. No. 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 I think there's no. things there's elements about it that are remembered nostalgically. Mm-hmm. And it's like obviously Shrek is a meme, so Shrek is still somewhat in the cultural zeitgeist. But like you know what other scene of really bad animation there was? Remember when they first leave to go to far, far away? Which I did enjoy that joke of like it's far, far away. It's mm-hmm. going to be very far, far away. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so when they first like leave, the three little pigs, the three blind mice, the wolf, the gingerbread man, and Pinocchio all watch the house. 
they go in and they immediately throw a party, oh, which yeah. is like a which is like an old cliche joke. And I'm just like, ugh, whatever. I get which bothered me because I'm like, yo, the wolf was literally sleeping in a castle. Like, why not throw the party at the castle? It's not like the, not like you couldn't like do this before. But notice in that scene when the wolf is dancing, it is terrible. Hmm. Yeah, the dance moves are pretty terrible. And I'm giving, I'm chalking it up to animation limits. Mm-hmm. Because it is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. your favorite song from this out from this movie? Ooh, I think that's the thing that really lasts the longest is the music. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think I'm actually going to have to go with Changes by David Bowie. Oh, is that? That's a good one. That's a really good one. I, I Like, I love all of them, and I loved them. And, like, you know, Frau Frau and Pete Yorn were, like, people I really listened to in high school. But I feel like, um, although we grew up with David Bowie pretty early on because yeah. of Labyrinth, um, Changes was the song that made me like actually want to listen to David Bowie as a musician. Oh yeah. What about you? Um it's Do you know Dashboard Confessional was on this soundtrack? <laughs> what? Yeah, as lovers go. I don't know if it's in the movie itself, but it's on the soundtrack. Right, it's probably one of those ones where like it didn't actually make the final cut. Then we have Living La Vida Voca. Yeah, that also ages weird. I mean, Ricky Martin, you know, he's great. I love that he came out. But in the song, he describes, like, a woman's skin as mocha. And that I'm like, uh. Let mm. me read the lyrics to this, because I realized listening to them sing it last night, the song's about, like, a voodoo witch woman or something like that. What? You both listen to the lyrics. Okay, she, okay, you read the lyrics. Because this movie also made me realize that they say that, and I was like, what did they just say? So the song starts out with, she's into superstitions, black cats and voodoo dolls. The moment I heard that, black cats and voodoo dolls, I was like, oh, fuck. This song's about the person I'm seeking in my life. I was going to say, I feel a <laughs> did premonition. they just describe your type? They describe my type. <laughs> they just described your type. I feel a premonition that girl's gonna make me fall. She's into new sensation, new kicks in the candlelight. She's got a new addiction for every day and night. And then, you know, typical the chorus, she'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. This is about the manic pixie dream girl in a way. Also sounds she'll like make, practical magic. She'll make you live her crazy life, but she'll take away your pain like a bullet to your brain. That's a, oh, no. that's a oh, very God. strong metaphor. You know, once you read them, I was like, yeah, I, I can hear all those lyrics in the song as he's singing them. But I think I've just accepted them for so long that it just sounds like white noise at the end of the yeah. day. She never drinks the water and makes you order French champagne. Once you've had a taste of her, you'll never be the same. She'll no, make you go insane. Oh, man, a pixie dream girl. That sounds like my type. That sounds like her this lips This is practical are, magic. Her lips are devil red. And then here's the line. And, her, and the skin, the color of mocha. Yep, oh, there God. it is. There it is. Jesus. Just got to put a little bit of exoticism in there. Just a dash of exoticism, right? Um, yeah, so that's that's our well, experience with Shrek what, 2. What, well, I, well, what do you think this movie would be successful today? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Also, like, I just can't believe they put the police brutality joke in there. Like, I know it's a privilege that we probably heard that joke as kids and just didn't think anything of it. Because obviously there are people who grew up their entire lives being aware of police brutality. But, like, is that a thing that got laughs in the movie theaters? Yes. Well, you want to know something weird? And I thought about this recently. In the 2000s. 
Or even in Family Guy, there was like lots of police brutality jokes. So it's bizarre that these jokes were more in the public sphere back then. And there were yeah. like obviously activist groups trying to make change, but it wasn't in the social public discourse. Other than he- like the occasional joke of like, haha, this was a thing we dealt with, you know, but that was I feel it. like that should make it more clear than anything else that it was something that people felt like this won't be challenged. So like we have enough power that we can joke about this. And then as soon as it was challenged, now people are like, that doesn't happen. I think I think maybe the public mindset was because, you know, the 90s had the L.A. riots and there was right. a, there was a big push and social awareness to that. Not as much as now, but, you know, big thing. Right. We remember the L.A. riots. I think the discourse of the 2000s was, yeah, it's unfortunate that that happened, but it doesn't happen anymore. Right, guys? Like, that's where the yeah. joke, like people felt that, you know? Yeah. But but then like all of a sudden that that narrative gets challenged and it's like, "Oh no, it's still happening and we need to change that." But <sighs> yeah. But yeah, so that's that's <laughs> it's a weird too. It's a weird note to end on, but yeah, that that movie uh, really soured for me once they made that joke. I was really uncomfortable with it. Shrek 2. It just you know what? I got progressive whiplash that's what i would describe this movie as because one minute they're making a hilarious joke about like okay like we do have a certain expectation at this point in time for like what princesses should look like it almost becomes a cash grab so it makes sense that they kind of represent far far away as hollywood or like rodeo drive i'm like okay i get what's happening here gender fluid wolf that's cool but then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, now they're making this joke? Like, you can't yeah. keep up. <laughs> it is bizarre. Yeah. <sighs> well, if I may ask you, yeah. what have you been up to lately? Um, Ceramics. Yes, you've had some awesome ceramics work. Thank you. I really did love it. Um, I... You know, all of my work is very surrealist, but also, like, I don't like to make sculptures in general because I feel like they take up more space than prints and paintings. Um, So I've been making a lot of surrealist functional dishware, and that has been so much fun. I've I've really enjoyed my time with ceramics. That's, I'm glad. That's fucking awesome. Also, the Bo Burnham special inside, because I finally watched it, and I can't stop listening to the music. Oh, I love that special. I guess that's what I was going to say. I've been up to okay. it. I watched the Bo Burnham special. I watched I watched a few things, actually, recently, and it's been really nice and refreshing. I watched this oh, movie good. called... Um, I recommend this movie to everybody. It's a really... I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's called uh, Villains. What was it called? Villains. It's got Marika Monroe... Um, okay. What? The, why am I drawing a blank? It's got Bill Skarsgård, Manrika Monroe. She was in It Follows. Oh. Uh, it's also got uh, Jeffrey Donovan okay. and Kira Sedgwick. Oh, Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, it's a great, it's a dark, dark comedy. It's a lot of fun. It's Okay. It's about two amateur dummy. It's like a couple. Like Bill Skarsgård and Manrika Monroe are dating, and they're is like. Is it Bill Skarsgård or Alexander Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård, the one. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Bill. Okay. And it's like they're like. Oh, I know what movie. I know what movie this is. Okay. Yeah, it's um, they're they're like a like a criminal couple. They yeah. rob a they rob a gas station fairly poorly, and their plan is to make a break to Florida to live out their lives together. And they have these beautiful, genuine moments that I love. Like she does this thing where like he's panicking, and she mm-hmm. puts her hair on top of him, and they just look each other in the face. And I'm like, that's so sweet and gorgeous. That's beautiful. Yeah, they and really think that they're living out this like um, Bonnie and Clyde lifestyle. Yeah, and they. They, their car breaks down. They need to, you know, figure out what to do. They try to rob this house mm-hmm. that is owned by two actually very dangerous professional 
<laughs> criminals. Mm-hmm. And it is a battle of like who can outsmart who and will they escape. It's a great I really recommend it. I was really looking forward to this movie when I heard about it. I do really like Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedgwick. They're both great. Um, I, I like the characters that Micah Monroe and Bill Skarsgård play in this. Um, I'm sorry, um, when you, you kept saying villains and your mic kept cutting out every time. Uh, so all I heard was Lins and I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw this trailer, like it got... It, the trailer got pretty like like spread around like oh look at this movie coming out and then i didn't hear much of it i think the pandemic kind of held things back but yeah. like it, i wanted to watch it for a while but it was either not available or you had to buy it but then i just happened on it on uh, hulu and i was like i'm going to watch this and i had mm-hmm. a great time i recommend it cool i i've been wanting to watch it it's on hulu give it a go awesome all right, well, that's everything. That is everything, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our Shrek 2 episode. We are Glad back. To be back. July was a hell of a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> August, yes, it was. It was wild. August, we're a weekend, and it's a little better, but this is the big weekend for us. But yes, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It's been a wild ride, Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. It's also on Hulu if you want to watch it. Yeah, if you want to come along this journey with us. Yeah. And with that, you may follow us on the Instagrams at the Remember the Zero Zero S podcast. We are Remember the Podcast on all the places you can find podcasts. I don't need Mm -hmm. to list them anymore. It might Mm -mm. be on Amazon. Maybe. Maybe. You'll find it. Just Google it. You'll find it. Mm -hmm. Find it. That's it. Yeah, YouTube. That's right. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Right, well, sometimes. 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 Yes. All right, guys. Sometimes with, YouTube. With that, bye bye. I don't know how to close it out today. No. <laughs> move them on. Move them on. Man them up. Roll high. Light them up. Move them on. Hit them up. Hit them up. Move them on. Roll high. Knock them out. Count them dead. Make them tea. Buy them drinks. Meet their mamas. Milk them hot. Raw high. Yeehaw. But this is taking forever. Shrek and ain't no in-flight movie or nothing. The kingdom of far, far away, donkey. That's where we're going. Far, far away.